0: Who's given the first pump up speech, first huddle of the year back on the pitch?
1: We have, a, we have a great dynamic. Our coach, Gary Smith, does a great job, to be fair. I've had some absolute nightmares in my career. Um, guys that don't want any part of it, coaches that think they can do it and can't do it. And then you got guys that <laughs> think they can do it, can't do it, or guys that can do it and never do it. General energy, as long as you match the energy, what you're saying doesn't really matter.
2: Anymore. So you're just yelling, you're just blurting out things. It doesn't matter as uh, long as you're just.
1: Entities. You know, animal noises, all that stuff.
0: <laughs> welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome, welcome to Footy fe- Fellas. Welcome to Footy Fellas coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, subscribe on YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod, F O O T Y Fellas Pod. We have our second, second time guest on the pod, and it's Nashville SC left back Dan Lovitz. Great interview, great chat, a lot of energy, a lot of knowledge and perfect timing for him to break down his MLS offseason, how Nashville is going to follow up on last season's strong performance in the league and what teams might surprise people this upcoming MLS season, which starts now in April because it got
2: pushed back a week or two. Great time chatting with Dan for a second time. It's not a surprise that when he comes on, it's always going to be a good old bant, bant fest back and forth. Um I thought what's really encouraging if you listen to the to it, he I think it's indirectly. I think it's indirectly he offers up uh, us a job, a collective job, um, which we might have to take him up on as it is it would include getting closer to warmer weather, um, getting to know the team, and I think I think we're all pretty equipped to be ball boys. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say in the matter. But I think he speaks on that quite eloquently.
3: Agreed. I think he'll put in a good word of recommendation for all three of us. I think we we really sold it to him that we could do the job well. And besides that, love talking to Dan. Great guy. Great player. We're very much looking forward to the MLS season. And he's stoked as well. So it's a great chat.
0: I couldn't tell if he, I know he said ball boy, but he kind of smiled when he said it. And I can't tell if he means ball boy or just boys on the team that can possess the ball. Right. As in players. He wants right. us on the on the squad. Right.
2: Yeah, no, I I was reading the same thing. I was trying to read between the lines because I don't think I think it's probably a little offensive to other teammates on his team, on that Nashville team, for him to say things like, "Oh yeah, any you know kind of guys from a random podcast could also play on this team." That's that might be offensive to them, but what they don't know is that we ball, that we ball, we shot call, like we know it all, and so I think with that that logic he was Bad like mind he was like yeah these yeah. guys these guys belong on the field or at least adjacent
0: at least talking to me about being on the field at the very least a conversation let's
2: have a conversation about it And that's what we had conversation
0: that'd be so intimidating going to open tryouts for an mls team i mean obviously all of us at our skill levels would get smacked but if you were on the level of trying to make a team and the mls just going to an open tryout just in general, I guess, being a soccer player and trying to make it on either abroad or going to open tryouts, it's got to be a serious
2: whirlwind. I i wonder. So the, the nice thing about soccer is it um, is a sport for people who aren't massive, you know, on-site looking athletes. Don't get me wrong, like 95% of them are, but it's a slender man sport. And so I'm torn with this idea that if we did show up to the field, how quickly before we even touch a ball would they look us up and down and be like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, just no, it's not gonna happen, man." Ball That's I'm so throwing around the horn, around the horn. Icy. How long until you think you definitively on in on your day on your tryout and your walk on tryout? At what point do they they do they pull you to the side and say? Sorry, like you're it's in not the gonna, wrong place. It's not
3: gonna. Ha- it's not gonna happen. Yep, yep. So I think you know, walk into the to the turf field, through the gates, put on my cleats, shin guards, and they're split up teams. All right, A team, B team. We're doing a big scrimmage. Once they hand me my orange penny and I try to put it on, they're like, "Nope, sorry, you get you. You got you're <laughs> in the wrong place. You, you, <laughs> you must be at the wrong place. You got to go." So
0: that's, how long of me. trying to put on the penny? <laughs> How long yeah, struggling to put on the penny before they give you the word?
3: Yeah, that's a two minute. They're like waiting for me to put my penny on the, the whole the whole <laughs> the scrimmage to start, and so they're like, "Yeah, hey buddy, just can you get out of here?"
0: But don't you need numbers? We only have twenty two exactly. <laughs> hey, I think it's best your penny's still only in one arm and covering your face. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, you're like you're like trying to talk through the penny at the
0: moment. <laughs> I want to give us some credit and MLS players some credit so I don't want to oversell us but I do think we could not ruin a practice like we could not ruin a <laughs> scrimmage for, for for a full scrimmage I think I hear that I hear that I think at an open tryout not us and a, a team of MLS players totally but having played college ball at a solid level not D1 but a good D3 conference yep, yep. I think we could take part in an open tryout scrimmage for an MLS team and it, and not
2: ruin it that. Okay. So and exactly, I'm being serious. Exactly. I'm being serious about that. If, if the expectation isn't, we're trying to make the team so much as, uh, not miss the team, not, <laughs> not, not be on the team. Then yes, I think we absolutely get like you put us at what, like, uh, what's a good, like right back. Like, what's a, like, a right mid maybe? You put it, yeah,
0: you put us in right field and you know everyone's going <laughs> to, because there's a slow pitcher that day.
2: <laughs> I, I think if, if I were trying out, I think it's, I think there's probably a moment, it really depends on who else is there, but if, if, if there's a moment where I'm sitting on the bench next to a dude who I'm, I'm looking at and I'm thinking, this guy's going to crush me. This guy's going to crush me if I go anywhere near this field, I might just, magically have pulled a hamstring tying my shoes and therefore (laughs) would have to bow out. I don't even think I would try to like make it out there, but if this was ball boy tryout and part of ball boy tryout was you also had to ball on the field. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great for our chances because I think, I think we can have the the good tactical conversations. We can talk Gatorade versus propel for days because that's what you need to know as a ball boy. And, and I think we could, we could mesh in the field. We could jive you know can you drive off the field and on the field that's the hallmark
3: of a great ball boy
0: yeah propel i see Gatorade or propel
3: vitamin water hands down just give me vitamin water dude that's the that's the secret sauce no one talks about it the secret sauce champions you, if you said vitamin
0: water. water the coach would put he'd make a note on his clipboard like hey this is this guy could be an interesting ball boy he's got a different <laughs> take than the rest of them like keep an eye on what's the number on his back You know, one one oh four seven five six. Keep an eye (laughs) on this guy. They're trying out one hundred and ten thousand ball boys. Minnesota,
2: man, it's big state, big state. Oh well, I see he would be in
3: Nashville though.
2: Yeah, even yeah. If this were
3: a Minnesota team, it'd be minnow water, just water (laughs) with some minnows in there. That's some good stuff.
2: Maybe you
0: bring that to Nashville. That could be your secret sauce.
3: Hey yeah, boys, we're drinking minnows. It's good luck. We've actually made a patent water bottle here in Minnesota that when you, you know, it's a squeeze bottle, but it will fit a minnow as it comes out. So, you know, squeeze and the minnow's coming and it's a pop right in your mouth. It's a good mid-game snack. Everything is good about it. You know, you get the, you get the uh, sodium, you get the potassium, and then you get some protein. Mid-game, it's good for you. There's and no the downside to that.
0: Back to MLS. Dan mentioned a couple of teams that might surprise folks or, or teams to look out for this year. And number one on the list is Columbus, who won the ship last year and brought in a couple of stronger pieces even. And he referenced some salary cap wizardry, wizardry mm-hmm. because they know what they're doing and brought on some some strong faces. So they're a team to watch out for. I don't know how we're feeling about either Chicago or Minnesota heading into the season, but... We're definitely going to talk more MLS and give some of our predictions. Get a little more in depth with what to expect for this season throughout the month, and maybe even chat with another MLS player or someone involved with the league. So that's yeah, something that's something I'm excited about.
2: We're thrilled. We're thrilled, and um, having having players like Dan, upstanding, positive, um, and uh, and human guys who are willing to just open up and, and chat about the game just makes this this pod so much more fulfilling and um, hopefully more fulfilling for those who are interested in learning more about uh, what it's like to play in the MLS and be a part of um, such a crucial part of the American fabric um, and identity.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be rooting for Nashville, of course, the fire, the MNUFC squads. It's going to be a blast. Uh, good, good shout out, Eli, that the season doesn't start till April now. April 17th, looks like they did push it back a little bit. Um, So just delayed satisfaction, but we'll get there. It's going to be great.
0: The other new update for all of you FOFs, in addition to MLS, which we're going to be talking a lot more about this month, not just this month, but starting this month, actually starting the end of last month, we have video capabilities to our recordings, which is exciting because we're going to put out a lot more video clips on Instagram, Twitter, and potentially YouTube. Of us recording and chatting with our distinguished guests, getting a little bit of FaceTime, getting to know them, see them, watch us laugh, watch us cry, mm-hmm. watch us smile together, yep, and talk about important stuff, fun stuff in the world of soccer. So that's, we're pretty pumped about that. The things that you
2: don't see when you hear our pod, for example, I'm almost always sobbing. Absolutely <laughs> just, just, just Waterfall, but it's silent. But it's silent because why? Because I respect the integrity of the pod. That's what we've talked about since day one. That was our agreement. If you're I, gonna sob, I do. Shut it up quietly. about it. I do it quietly over here. But now, with a camera on, you guys will get to see the real me, and I'm I'm personally excited about that because that's just a side of my character that I think <laughs> my therapist has been telling me I need to learn to love that a little bit more, and this is my way of loving myself. Um, so.
3: Yeah, generally listeners, I look like absolute garbage. So uh, <laughs> you'll be seeing uh ratty hair, dirty haired old Minnesotan.
0: Nah, um, it's just a it's just a couple of fellas talking soccer, you know? End of the day, just a couple of fellas talking soccer. And you can see we're never we're never meant to be more than that. If you see us as gods, if you see us as soccer <laughs> prophets, call it as you will. But you'll get to see in the flesh. That's what we look like.
2: Right. We're like, we look like,
0: sometimes we look like gods and prophets. Right.
2: (laughs) But not always. What do you get? What's, what do you think a prophet looks like? Can you just describe that real quick? Top of the dome.
0: Looks like a 24 to 27 year old living in Chicago or Minnesota. Oh, interesting. And they're a soccer fan. Okay. Football. (laughs) That's not a, (laughs) so that's a prophet. (laughs) And we spoke with another prophet. This episode, which <laughs> nice. we're going to get to now. Nice. I definitely know what that means. <laughs> definitely enjoy our chat with Dan Lovitz.
2: Today on the pod, we are joined by our uh, esteemed guest, Dan Lovitz. He is a left back currently playing for Nashville SC, a hockey fan, offseason guitarist, once upon a time, maybe continuing, we'll, we'll investigate there, Philadelphia native and diehard, and second time podcast. Dan, welcome to the pod.
1: Very happy to be here, guys. It's been too long. Thanks for having me.
2: Been much too long. Um, in fact, you've had the end of a season and then you've kind of moved in the off season since we last spoke. How have you been? How's the off season been?
1: It's been a weird one to be fair, but you know, always gotta enjoy time with the family, even if it is uh staying cooped up inside and being responsible due to the pandemic, but so be it. Everyone's figuring it out. Um, and I'm very lucky to have a lot of a lot of closely knit people very close to each other and a network back home. So that's very nice and I'm very lucky. Um, otherwise, just happy to get back to Nashville and get started seeing uh a lot of the exciting stuff we're doing roster-wise and looking to improve and obviously trying to avoid the sophomore slump, all that good stuff. So an exciting time of the year. We start officially tomorrow. So looking forward to getting out there and running the beep test, as uh, I'm sure you guys know pretty well. So that'll be exciting. <laughs> but that's what we got going on.
0: Can't escape the beep test at any level, huh? Just follows you everywhere
1: go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, have you reached out to any of the new – Signings. I know CJ is a big name, obviously, uh, but anyone else that you've gotten a chance to connect with?
1: No, so it's it's been really again fortunate situation here. We've had access to sort of like a side community field where we've sort of had the run of the land and had a lot of guys come in super early um, to get some training in, get acclimated, and you know once everyone passes those COVID protocols. It's been pretty seamless, and we've been having like a lot of good numbers out there. So, been mixing it up with uh, a few of the new signings, young guys, older guys like CJ um, that know the league, other guys trying to come to Nashville and make a make a name for themselves, all that stuff. So, again, it's uh, it's always exciting when you add some new blood in there and some old blood and a new dynamic. So, it's what makes teams better, and competition is abound, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball, which was a little bit of an issue for us last year. So. As a defender, excited for that certainly. Um, but other than that, man, year eight, looking forward to it.
2: You mentioned uh, you mentioned some COVID protocols you guys have to go through um, prior to practices. Has has preseason been any different than it has in the past, or is it is it just the same old same old?
1: Um, it certainly is. I mean, the the meat and potatoes of the the way preseason works is always going to be the same, minus logistically where. A little bit hamstrung location-wise that we're not going to, you know, we're lucky enough to be not in Canada, I guess. I guess there's some places where it's still frigid and places like New York City and yada, yada, yada. Um, but Nashville's still, you know, manageable temperature-wise and weather-wise that we can stay put here and train in market and not have to look to uproot, which is usually... Um, what you do in preseason you'll do longer stinted trips and sort of that that process and that flow we'll still go down to florida i think later in march um, just to get some games and get where the the other teams are but i think we're still looking at a you know import export type situation in terms of getting other other teams in the mix in the form of scrimmages so that'll be good Um, who knows what it'll actually shape out to be but i think everyone's in the same boat flying by the seat of their pants a bit here so it is a little bit different in that regard. Otherwise, business as usual. Looking forward to getting started and get everyone on the same page.
2: If you need any ball boys, um, I think we could use a break from the Chicago and Minnesota winter. So just.
1: Hey, listen, we definitely need one. Um, I won't curse, <laughs> but our ball boy is a disgrace. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is the least motivated and confident worker <laughs> that I've ever
0: seen. And someone <laughs> had to yeah. say it. He's been it's go, been going under the radar for too long. Are, like someone high school, yeah. It's
3: that out. is that
1: is a hot button of mine. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> you would
2: add value right away. It sounds like showing up would provide value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> else. Um, I think the the one thing when we are trying to figure out in our own heads with regards to the preseason and and getting your head a little bit when you're thinking about it, are there individual things that you focus on? You intentionally train towards in your off season, um, be it mentally or physically, or would you say every off season is just a repeat of the same off season? You're gearing up, just getting yourself physically ready.
1: Yeah, great question. Honestly, I think I've every year sort of gone into the off season thinking, you know what, this is going to be the time where I really, you know, hunker down. I work on my crossing, I work on my dribbling, I do something so that I'm I'm flying by the time I get in the preseason. And that is, to be fair, a lot of youthful exuberance early in my career, especially. Um, I don't think that has dissipated at all. I'm still, I still have more energy. I would argue to play, but I think managing the off season is something that you get better at, and understanding that no matter how fit you get on your own, and you show up to preseason, you show up and you kill the beep test, you're still going to have to run just like everybody else after. So understanding that dynamic and the fit guys don't always get rewarded ideally if the whole team hits a good level on the beep test then you can sort of put the fitness to the side and work on the ball stuff exclusively which is in theory what we all should be doing but there are a lot of guys that like to uh put it off to the last minute and show up a few pounds overweight and not really clicked in mentally yet so it is what it is it's the nature of the beast but in terms of my preparation Um, especially this year, it's, it's important to, to me, especially to look at my offensive game and know that, um, I am lucky enough to have a decent setup and who have spent some time so, so far in Nashville to get fit that I could, you know, lean on the technical aspect and some parts of my game that I really want to work on in preseason a little bit more heavily than maybe I, I would have in uh, previous off seasons or what have you. So. Usually, without COVID, I would be home playing pickup all the time, and you kind of get that naturally, and that's the best, in my opinion, form of training that you can possibly do versus running on a track and kicking the ball against the wall, all that stuff, it's all great, but you know, there's nothing like the actual flow of the game, and we would get a pretty good crowd in, uh, in Philly with a lot of USL, MLS guys, so um, that was ideal, so that was pretty tough being stripped of that this year, but like I said, we've been in here uh, we've been grinding in Nashville, so it, it's been pretty good. So looking forward to, uh, you know, taking advantage. I know a lot of times we travel um, and we're sharing field time at, you know, facilities like IMG, all that stuff. So staying late, you know, you can't miss the bus, all this stuff. You only have shower times at the locker rooms for, you know, however long the window is. So to be in market, it's it's nice. You can kind of come and go as you please and get an extra work in. Um, is something I look forward to. So that's 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 pretty much where we're at.
3: Awesome, and now as you are preparing for the season, I know you technically haven't officially started um, training camp, right? Not not quite mm-hmm. yet. Um, how are you going to follow up? You guys had a great run last year in the playoffs. Uh, how are you, you going to follow up on on your your success, your playoff run from last year? I
1: think, man, just like I said earlier, try to avoid that sophomore slump. And I think when you have a team and a club like us that have so many of the the right, like-minded individuals and people in important places, um, the culture is the most important part. And the mentality is something that follows, but um, definitely not something we can take for granted. Um, we have to be aware that We can't be too high on ourselves from last year because, you know, no matter what we accomplished, it was great. I was super proud of it, obviously, but I don't think anyone would call that a traditional or a true year in MLS for an expansion team. So was it harder? Probably in some ways. Was it easier in some ways? 100%. I think you got to be realistic and look that part in the eye, but I think we got enough guys that are willing to just continually come in and grind and put their heads down and be an honest, accountable professional. Um, which in professional sports, no matter what it is, it's not always easy to come by to have a locker room full of those guys. So it's something we have to leverage, uh, something that we did a great job of leaning on last year in important moments and down the stretch for sure. But more than anything, just getting everyone on the same page, get acclimated, get some new faces in getting used to playing with some guys around them and um, get us onto uh, you know a good path, replicate the defensive success and really take off offensively and see what we can do and, be winning some games, uh, three, four to one, maybe I don't mind as much versus <laughs> the the one nothing stressful game that you <laughs> you want to sleep for two days after, which we had a lot of <laughs> last year. So a win's a win, but I'd like to see us um, putting teams on the back foot a bit more, home or away. I don't think it matters, but that'll be the the main thing I hope we improve on this year. And I think we're we're about ready to.
3: Yeah, we'll we'll be looking for the three uh, one Nashville yeah dub over uh you columbus you got to get back at columbus yeah you guys oh. 90 i mean the 90 minutes shutout against them is brilliant and then you know
1: yeah our earlier game them against wasn't exactly a barn burner either but it was just uh you know bend don't break and hope for a some moment of magic up top which you know we we had sort of sporadically throughout the year but not nearly enough and we, we just you can't you can't expect to win games if you're not creating yeah. um at least a handful of scoring chances in every game leading up to the more tight ones. It just doesn't work like that. So um, we're begging for a free kick or a penalty or something because we weren't really knocking on the door so much. And eventually a team with that many good players offensively, they're going to find a way to make something happen. So it is what it is. They're a good team. That's why they want it happy to have won or have lost to the eventual champs, but still not a, not a pleasant memory, but one that we can learn from.
0: We definitely were, Watching that game and and obviously rooting for Nashville for you pretty heavily after we chatted, we got to know you a little bit. It's much more fun. Um, And notice you getting forward a good amount and whipping in some good balls, even though, like you said, not too many concrete chances. But do you think the left back position and also for you personally, a lot of left backs around the world and even, you know, right backs, outside backs that are trying to be more attacking, is that something you think you can bring to how your team can attack more this season and, and whipping in more of those good
1: balls. For sure. I mean, it's, it's for me, it's what makes me so valuable as an outside back that has so much time. Um, I mean, it's last year is my third year starting at left back. So I played as a winger my whole career. So I have the natural feel. It's just about being able to be sound defensively and tactically understand the role, but, Um, as I develop and sort of get used to it, the more minutes you play all that stuff, I I just know what risks I can take and what stuff I can pull off. And it was a learning experience last year for sure. But there were, um, there were a lot of games where I, I thought I did a decent job of providing us an outlet, whether or not I get used as that outlet is not really in my control. But I think the people or the part that people don't always understand is that, um, being able to be that aggressive is a luxury for teams that have reliable and smart guys up the middle of the field. And for us with guys like Dax McCarty, Anibal Godoy, um, center backs like Dave Ramey and Walker Zimmerman, that can all be quarterbacks in their own right and understand the game and can defend in difficult moments. That's when you got to have fullbacks to take chances and try to change the game. So looking to sort of formalize that a little bit more and to be more aggressive and be more demanding of teammates to give me the ball when I'm in good spots, honestly, Um, you know, not every team has a left-footed midfielder, which I always would bitch about before in my career about getting someone to play the ball out left naturally and not behind me and all this stuff. Um, so with Godoy, we got to work on keeping him healthy, all that stuff. But the guy's a warrior, and we have so many good things here that make my job easy. And you know what I should be able to do well and do better for the team. I think we're set up well to do. So it's just about producing or producing when I get in those spots, and that's something I need to improve on. And you know it all goes together. That's huge.
0: Yeah. Speaking of other, other big time components, keys of the team, Walker Zimmerman, obviously defensive player of the year last season stud, you know, backbone of just all that shutouts and and strong play you guys had defensively last year. First, what do you think it will take for you to take that defensive player of the year crown this season?
1: Oh man. It's, it's tough. Honestly, you know, outside backs, I, I always consider the black sheep and the the forlorn uh, child of the family as it comes to teams and especially MLS recognition. You got to put up ridiculous numbers to get in the mix for any of the really cool incentives like MLS MVP. Um, so it's great. I mean, at the end of the day, you got a guy like Walker that gets the job done defensively and he's a walking highlight reel um, on set pieces. So that that's something that uh, we value heavily, and we know how great of a competitor he is, and how dominant he can be in those situations. So that's great. Um, but you know, it, it's just about being a good unit. Honestly, I I was lucky enough, or whatever you want to call it, my first year in Montreal, I won Defensive Player of the Year, um, and got all excited about it. And I go, wow, like I'm I'm good. Like this is I just position <laughs> I got this. And then I kind of like the dust settled, and I was kind of looking around. And I'm like. This guy was in the middle of a contract negotiation. They didn't really want to like give him any awards, but he was for sure deserving of it. And I think this was kind of like, hey, let's give it to this guy. He doesn't have any leverage whatsoever. It's kind of a safe bet. Um, So I kind of understood how that could kind of work as far as awards go, but um, it was exciting. And it's something that I always take pride in and learning defensive techniques and all this stuff. And, um, you know, credit to Montreal. I was in consistently poor positions all the time given our game script and uh the stuff that was going on most of the time with that team so it was a crash course and I I value that tremendously but playing with guys like Walker and Dave Romney and um Joe Willis as a goalie even the mistakes we made defensively this guy bailed us out he stood on his head it was incredible so um you know just trying to replicate all that stuff grow improve make sure we can you know look at the moments we weren't great the games we weren't great and improve from those and you know, keep banging away the stuff we're good at, I think we'll be fine.
0: It's definitely a an award that speaks to the whole unit. And that's why I'm curious whether Walker got you guys any sort of, you know, Xboxes for the defense or rings, you know, running backs get their whole offensive line. Pretty nice gift. So I'm curious to hear what he got you because I assume it's something pretty expensive.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, it, it's... It, it didn't come in the traditional form of what you may expect and what uh, other leagues are known to do, but I, I wish it was, but <laughs> I'll, give him credit. I'll give him credit in that he did host our fantasy football draft um, nice. last That's summer, great. an electric event. So that was uh, pretty cool. And he's always a guy that wants to have game night every night if he could. And he invites everyone over and, um you know he's just a great teammate and a guy that loves competing any minute every minute of every day and we see it every day but it's nice to have him uh reach out and always make his place available with his wife and they just got a new puppy so um they're the all-american family they're great um we got to keep it down when we're in that neighborhood or we will get noise complaints with all the all the old people there so it's pretty funny um but it's great i mean he's uh he's a pleasure to play with in all in all forms
2: The uh, the fact that you mentioned fantasy football had me thinking. It just quick question: Do you have uh, any experience with fantasy (laughs) Premier League whatsoever?
1: Oh no! I'm sorry. I thought you were going to talk to me about Carson Wentz. Um.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, no, no! I this is this is a positive word. Yeah, Yeah, we don't want to like hit on your sore 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 feelings.
1: (laughs) This laptop. (laughs) yeah i mean i did do it a little bit in college it was fun and i watched a ton of soccer like in high school and middle school and i knew a lot of the guys that i played with didn't watch that much so i thought i could win some money and i did so that was fun um but i kind of grew out of it um once i kind of went through college so i haven't done that a ton but it's also fun to just check out the games and watch and um it's always exciting especially this year as i'm sure you guys have been paying attention
2: to we're uh, Our place is on par, probably. I would imagine. Maybe on par, maybe a little above what Walker Zimmerman, Zimmerman can offer. So you find yourself you in find Chicago. Exposed, you got
1: some exposed brick situation there. I know that's not... I sweet. didn't want to say it. This <laughs> is our one wall it, we can but, show on camera. See the see rest see. is like... I notice you got an industrial vibe there. I'm digging it. There's no exposed brick at the Zimmerman household. I'll have, you know, so that's, that's, nice. the, that's the headline.
0: That's the headline. Yeah. Of the that's whole the takeaway from this, this <laughs> chat. <laughs> we also don't have the dog that feels much more important than the exposed yeah. brick, but Hey, jumping back into MLS, which we're getting excited for we're gearing up for the season. What are some teams that you think will surprise people this year? after that experience playing against guys last year, Nashville's first season, same way you surprised a lot of folks. What are other teams you think that could fill those shoes this year?
1: I think, let's see how to phrase this. I think that um, there's sometimes there's some off seasons where you can see a lot of people going towards one place. And it's not to the extent of like an NBA sort of everyone showing up in the same place because soccer is a different sport, but. You know, in the past, there have been times where a lot of teams have added good players. I think the one that jumps out is Columbus is continuing to improve. They keep signing more people. Somehow they're doing some salary cap wizardry as always. Um, But I think other than that, Houston has done a lot of stuff, a lot of legwork. They were a bit of uh, not a dumpster fire, but they had a little bit of uh, they weren't really competitive. So I don't know what that will manifest itself into. Otherwise, there's a lot of exciting teams. Um, You look at Philly. They had a great year last year. I don't know if they'll be able to replicate with some important pieces going overseas and new guys coming in. That'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Minnesota was a lot of fun last year. They just lost Kevin Molino, though. So we're going to see how that works. Um, Again, I I think the Reynoso guys may be the best player in the league at this point. Um, he's an absolute pleasure to watch nightmare to play against. Um, I think he's great, but he'll miss that dynamic with Molino. Um, other than that, I think Portland had another great season. They were fun to watch. They won the MLS back. They were sort of a dark horse team. Um, they don't have any outside backs right now. They got rid of Villafania. They got rid of their young kid, Farfan, who went to LAFC, um, you know, my boy Chris Duval's trying to get back there. He's trying to find that and make that his new home again, which I'm I'm hoping we get good news someday soon. Um, but it's crazy, man. It, it, it's been the traditional sort of reshuffling, but I don't see anything jump out as me jump out at me as you know a Philadelphia of last year or a Minnesota. Um, I think those teams. Hopefully, it wasn't a flash in the pan. I think every team deserves to have a great year and sustain it. It's just better for the league, but. Off the top of my head, I think Columbus should be the the top dog again and the, the standard setter, the team to beat. Um, Kansas City's always competitive. Um, LA Galaxy will be interesting with my uh, with my favorite person, Greg Vanny, going there to uh, start coaching. Um, that'll be fun for them. They got some roster stuff going on as well. New dynamic, always interesting. But yeah, man, excited to see. I think this will be a Uh, I think things will be flying right off the bat this year and not that they weren't last year, but you know, once COVID happened, I think it's sort of downshifted a lot of people and a lot of clubs in a weird way, which you couldn't be in, couldn't anticipate to be fair, but. um, It'll be interesting, man. And to be fair, this has been an off season where I haven't really been on the social media as much trying to keep track of everything. Um, Just kind of talking with guys and understanding what's going on and, um, who we're signing getting texts from guys not checking twitter all that stuff so it, it's nice but you know after you're glued to that stuff for the first you know three four five six seven years of your career it's it just it drains you and there's so much bs that goes on out there you don't know what's true but i i think the main uh the main sort of talk this year was about guys going abroad right like the young guys and how that worked and mm-hmm. how they find a way to get Brian Reynolds out of Dallas somehow and where that would be and all this stuff so um, I think that's super exciting I'm glad that got a lot of uh, a lot of clout a lot of excitement because um, I think it's it's great for the league and great for our young guys with the national team so um, but excited to see what uh what hashes out I think everyone can say whatever and train however they want in preseason until you get that first month out of the way and see what's what
0: a lot of parody in the league. So oh, yeah. exciting, exciting to watch and to follow. Do you personally like playing the role of the underdog? Is that something it, that you personally enjoy?
1: It's so easy. I mean, it, it just syncs with my personality or my idea and what motivates me. Like going to a, a small school like Elon, no one even knew how to say the name of the school. We were swinging above our our weight for sure in a lot of our matchups without a conference teams, um, even though we did really well in our conference so yeah, I love it. The pressure's always off. Um, I, I think it's it's just a great way to sort of uh, you know naturally galvanize a group and get guys to, to go balls to the wall, which is easy. But the much harder thing is to, to win and be successful at the highest level and sustain that, and that's why the dynasties in any sport are so so special and worth valuing. So, um, But yeah, I love being an underdog. It's great. Um, I don't know if we'll have that luxury so much this year. I know teams just know what our blueprint is, and they know we're bastards to play against, and that's it. Coming for you. Yeah.
0: Who's given the first uh, pump-up speech? Is there one team, uh, you know, one guy that, get, that gets the guys going? Or is everyone gets to trade it off a little bit first huddle of the we year? A, back on the pitch? a
1: great dynamic. Our coach, Gary Smith, does a great job, to be fair. I've had some absolute nightmares in my career. Um guys that don't want any part of it, coaches that think they can do it and can't do it. And then you got guys who <laughs> think they can do it, can't do it, or guys that can do it and never do it. Um, so we all kind of we pass the baton around and we get a sort of meshed um, general energy. As long as you match the energy, what you're saying doesn't really matter. And, um, we can talk tactics at halftime, but to start the game, we're always ready to go.
2: So you're just yelling, you're just blurting out things. It doesn't matter <laughs> as short, long
1: as you know, animal noises, all that stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Barking <at> each <laughs> other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
2: We uh, we we recognize we got like three minutes left with you. We got a quick, we got a quick, just little game that we would love to throw your way. A little either or, uh, sure. addition. Um, say you're on the field, and and it's a it's a choose it's a choose your game kind of scenario um and the, the yeah. offensive players running at you they're just a they're they're a blob you don't know who they are but you get the option it flashes A or B you have to choose um, yeah it's your options for A is either Carlos Vela or B is Joseph Martinez which of the two are you selecting which one are you taking on that you feel more comfortable with
1: um, Carlos Vela probably he's he's more straightforward and I used to play as a, a left-footed winger on the right Um, and I kind of know what he's looking for. And at the end of the day, he's going to get it done regardless. But if you overplay his left foot, if the guy's going to go line and cross to somebody with his weak foot, you'll die on that hill. So, so be it. Martinez is just a freak. That guy's like a power ranger. So I don't even
2: know. Yeah. Power Rangers tend to be OP, uh, scenario two, scenario two. Uh, these blobs are more, are larger. Um, a little more intimidating, but I don't think anything scares Dan Lovitz. Um, option A is uh, your boy. We're calling him Walkie Zimmerman, or B, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Miller. What's the context? What are these guys doing? <laughs> yeah, you're they're,
1: just in the not even, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even on the pitch anymore. <laughs> Ally by my side. I'm taking Eric Miller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Is that your is that your guy? Smoking a nice brisket, I might take Walker, but otherwise,
3: <laughs> yeah. threw threw Eric in the mix because he's a Minnesota boy and actually oh, yeah. played against him back in high school. <laughs> he oh, was yeah. he was a talk oh, around town. He, he was pretty good.
1: He's <laughs> he was over here helping me put uh, bed frames up the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: All right, that's a true that's a true teammate. Um, all right, last scenario. Uh, these names might be a little obscure, so we can give you some info if you don't know these guys. Option A. Um, i believe i'm pronouncing that right christian polis polis polisic polisic <laughs> or b um alfonso De- davies davies alfonso yeah, davies just growing names
0: you know getting slightly bigger
1: yeah whatever um yeah i've heard um <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, this is this is honestly a very difficult one i gotta i go with christian just because i i know him but I was on trial with Vancouver back in 2017 um, before I went to Montreal and Alfonso was there and he was 15. And when he wasn't on Facebook live for 10 <laughs> day, just an incredible kid. And, um, you know, just one of those guys you want to root for. Um, he's just a happy go lucky guy. He, he's in it for all the right reasons, and he's incredibly talented. Um You know, at the same time, I like Christian a lot um, because he has um, a little bit more of a killer instinct, and I I think that that's something Alfonso will kind of develop once he's not um, once he's not you know so happy just to be there and perform. I think he can put his tail up and try to accomplish some stuff. But other than that,
2: yeah awesome i think those are all correct
0: answers if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah we had one one label that's correct well thank you for playing and thanks for chatting with us again dan we really appreciate it genuinely and we're super excited to root for nashville even a little, little bit harder this season excited to see what's to come
1: yeah. awesome well guys always a pleasure thanks for having me we'll we'll talk soon again
3: um take it easy thank you dan see you dan good oh, luck yeah, man you. good luck <laughs> big thank you to dan lovitz always love talking with him he's very excited for the season to start we're very excited for the season to start we hope all of you listeners are as well we'll be rooting on nashville sc for the whole season so looking forward to another great one let's see ya (laughs) adios Then the reporter asks, so why did you keep Minnow Water Boy around for the season after getting Reynoso so sick? We've yeah, got nowhere else to go. Had to keep him. <laughs> Had to keep him. Signed so yeah, a surprisingly you... good contract. Yeah,
2: very lucrative <laughs> contract. <laughs>